0: Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. We are back to preview a game against MK Dons. I'm going to look back. In a game against MK Don's I am Roy Fallow and I am not joined by Matthew Keelan this week He is observing a period of self-isolation After being exposed to Covid After he went round to his dad's house His dad of course being Joe Royal So for breaking Covid protocol He is banned from broadcasting for um, not one week He will be back on Saturday to react to a 1-1 draw over MK Don's But in his place we are joined by Tom Walsh
1: Good evening Rory how you doing?
0: How's things? How's things in Austria, Tom?
1: Again, it's, oh, uh, it's changed a little bit because the zoo's opening on Monday. Oh,
0: so. get in!
1: Yeah, I know. Here's
0: some fuman.
1: Shops are opening on Monday. The zoo's open. I've been looking forward to this moment for ages. So, next week I'm going go to go at the zoo.
0: Is there any special attractions at the Vienna Zoo?
1: I don't know actually. Apparently, you can do like uh, nighttime tours where all because all the animals. More of the animals come out at night, so you can have a nighttime tour of Schönbrunn Zoo. So and to be
0: fair, if you want to like take a, a young Austrian lady for you know a, a date, that's maybe not stereotypical. A night at the zoo that's like pretty fun, and you know, I was gonna say romantic, maybe not romantic, but like it's a good like conversation
1: one, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what I am doing. <laughs>
0: Oh, get it! Oh, well, <laughs> well, we'll get you back in the pod next week so you can learn how that goes. Not blind date. <laughs> also, that was the voice of Richard Easterbrook who joins us this week as well. Um, Richard, you ever been to a zoo at night?
2: No, no, I haven't. But initially, it sounded terrifying. But I think it could be pretty good.
0: Yeah, man. It would be terrifying to let all the animals out as well. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. just see a lion's eyes coming towards you, <laughs>
2: like penguins off the clock.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Smoking tabs. Yeah. Yeah. Could a penguin smoke a tab? Could a penguin hold a tab? I don't. Or maybe like get both fins. Yeah, you get two fli- the
1: flippers and they could they could yeah. do
0: it. Flippers, fins. Yeah,
1: let's let's say flippers. Yeah, like, if anything yeah, flippers. else that's funnier. Um yeah, is the penguins at the Vienna Zoo? <laughs> do we know that? Uh I'm not sure. To be honest, I've not done much research on it. I'm just I'm just overwhelmed with excitement that it's opening, so. Yeah. Um, but can th- you get a beer I'll- there as well? Well, I'll take my own in, if I can't. <laughs> oh, great. Smuggling <laughs> beers in to zoo away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough,
0: of, enough, uh, enough laughter for one second, because we've got very sad news to talk about at the top of the pause. Oh, yes. that is yes. Danny Graham. He hasn't just been released... He's retired as well. Danny Graham, the legend himself, has announced his retirement. He released a statement um, just yesterday on Wednesday saying, after a great deal of consideration, I feel now is the right time to announce my retirement from professional football. I'm immensely proud, honoured and fortunate to have had the career I have representing 13 clubs and working under many managers and coaches who have helped mould my career and me as a person. I mean, Tom... How heartbreaking, especially when, when he left Sunderland, by the way. He said he was at a stage in his career where he needed to play football every week, and then three days later, <laughs> he's retired.
1: <laughs> well, it's, a dark, it's a dark day, but that statement is just a sign of uh, the class of the man. And, um, you know, the, the world of football is just a little darker today. And as the head of the Gramer, uh, Gramer Maniacs fan club, it's like it's <laughs> it's hard because we've lost our shining light of the world of football. And, you know, anyway he's he's this world is a little too cruel for someone as pure as Danny Graham. And I'm just so privileged to say that I was at Goodison Park where he scored that just wonderful goal that no. and we'll all always have that afternoon in Liverpool. And I for one wish him all the best in his future endeavours and hopefully he comes back to uh managers or perhaps become owner and overlord of our Beloved football club, so yeah, it's um, bittersweet. Bittersweet. Oh, yeah, I
0: agree, Richard. Any any Danny Graham memories? Were you there as a journo perhaps, for that Everton For that goal against
2: Everton? No, no, it wasn't. Um, I have no positive memories of him <laughs> at all. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> if,
1: this is a proper heel versus babyface thing we've I've got going on. With scraping through the
2: memory bank, but
1: he's barely in the ground, and this is what you're doing. <laughs> he's not even disgusting. Cool. I did stream the game where you scored
2: against Aston Villa children.
0: <laughs> yes, we'll always have that. And is um, but I prefer Tom. You say the goal against Everton, but I prefer the Thinking Man's choice, which was his performance against Southampton at home, which was ah. probably about a week later. Yes, um, yes. one two one two Jordi Gomez penalties, but he was fantastic mm. that
1: day. And of course, putting the three nil win against Newcastle away, he he, also put in a also good fantastic, shift. Fantastic, also fantastic. I do, I did like his brief renaissance under Allardyce, where. Uh, we were playing away at Tottenham, and he just was in the lineup and playing left wing for some reason. <laughs> and, so, and all, all the game was was Pickford just pinging the ball to him every goal kick, and I thought that was I thought that was a lovely rolling back, uh, rolling back the years for Allardyce and uh, Graham. I did actually, I did actually see he's. Uh, I looked at some of his goals for Blackburn today, and that goal he scored against Man United um, in the cup a few years ago. That had Jose Mourinho applauding on the sidelines. <laughs> it, was, it was wonderful. Purring. Purring. What a fitting
0: tribute to the man. I mean, he mentioned in that statement, played under some good managers, like obviously Martin O'Neill signed him for Sunderland, but at Swansea. He played under Michael Laudrup and Brendan Rodgers as mm. well. Like that's that's just three as well. Like even you know Sam Allardyce, who you mentioned there, Tom. Like <laughs> Phil Parkinson phil parkinson as well of course like no i mean i was saving him for last i was saving the best ah, one to last. All right, okay. um, but probably if we looked at him this season probably the right time for him to call his storied career to an end and you know he's got a clothing brand doesn't he now he can, Does he can he? focus on that yeah i'm sure he, there was stuff about his clothing brand on instagram i can't remember what it's called well, but he well, why really have i not known
1: it? about this earlier
0: i would have, yeah, I'd yeah. have you
1: sat dressed in all of it <laughs>
0: i mean you've got that date at the zoo if only you could have got some (laughs) danny graham gear (laughs) in for
1: that oh what a shame that'll go down a storm no
0: doubt (laughs) you would think you would have thought Um, following danny graham out the door as well at least for now is will grigg will grigg finally gets to well i say for now because he's only gone on loan um to mk don so obviously he's not gonna he's gonna have to wait a while to make his debut a loan deal, lad. So he's not gone forever, but this is probably the end of Will Grigg's sad way aside spell, isn't it?
2: I think so. I think I've 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 been kind of banging the, the Will Grigg drum for for longer than I should have done, really. And and I, I knew he was gone. Really, in his, in his mind, he's gone. Um, whether whether he can get scoring at, at MK Dons and come back to us and say I want to have a second go, I've got unfinished business. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I think, you know, if, if. it's going to be annoying seeing him score goals um, yeah. because I'm sure he will because it, it's what happens. It's Sunderland. He'll go mm-hmm. out and he'll get double figures, finish the season and uh, come back to us and score two goals in pre-season and then sign for um, MK Dons permanently. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it'll work.
1: Uh, um, Yeah, I think he's had a bit of a rough end of the deal, really, at Sunderland. Obviously, comes in with enormous... Pressure on his his head, and you knew it wasn't going to end well. When on his like home debut, missed an open net against Blackpool. Um, but even in the the tail end of that Jack Ross season, he did put in like some shifts for the team. And I thought, well, I thought towards the end of it, I thought, eh, this is we've got a decent player here. But then I thought he was treated really badly under Parkinson. Like yeah, the phase of where he was just just not even being in in the squad when we needed like a striking option from the bench was, I think it was really kind of disgraceful in Parkinson's point. Well, um, he, he took them all the way to Portsmouth as well, that just spe- to not that even include him on the bench. Um, and I think this season uh, you can't, you know, you can't legislate for him missing open goals and tappings from two yards out. But like you say, Richard, his head's probably fried by this point. And when, when he starts missing those ones, you think it's probably best for, him and the club to try and find him somewhere else to go. Um, and at MK Dons, he's going back to a bit more familiar surroundings and I'm in no doubt that he'll like, score a few goals for, for them till the end of the season, playing with Cameron Jerome. I don't know if he's a big man, little man kind of player, but I'm sure like a, a wily old player like uh, Cameron Jerome, they'll probably work quite well together. Yeah. Um, but and, I know, think as... Oh, Let sorry. Out point. For him. Yeah, no. I just really, I just hope it works out for him because it's just he's had a bit of a shit one here, and he's you know we spoke about Danny Graham. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes it doesn't work twice here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's really twice sad, even worse second time. Yeah,
2: yeah. Of course it is. It's it's like moves like this can make or break a, a player's career. And yeah, you know he's at an age now where he needs to be. He needs to be playing football. He still he'll he'll still have aspirations of of. Playing football internationally, and we've just kind of like poured piss on that for the last two years, really. And it's do you think I f- I he's I just a small club? He has brought a bit of it on himself in in how he's how he's played when he's been called upon, but he's not been able to 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 kind of settle into a team because whenever he's played once or twice, he's been dropped straight after, and it's just kind yeah. of taken any momentum that he's that he's had in his career and left him having to start start from scratch almost.
0: I don't, yeah, I do kind of agree with that and what you were saying as well, Tom, that managers haven't treated well. We never really played with strengths, if we're honest, no. but that at the no, same no. time doesn't excuse missing, you know, urban goals and cities, which that's us not that, did happen. But you look at the fact that he didn't ever seem to relish the pressure of playing. In front of a big crowd, he always looked quite uncomfortable. Like, can you remember when, like, he just signed and Methven like paraded him in front of the fans, and he looked a bit awkward then. And when the club were making a big deal of him arriving at the academy, and they were like teasing that, like him driving in, he looked really uncomfortable with that. And you look at his career. MK Don's previously, Wigan before that, in quite small environments. They're not as it's not a dig on those clubs, like Wigan are in a, a higher division than us. Wigan won won the, the FA Cup quite recently. But you're not going to have the same scrutiny as when you're at Sunderland. And you know the massive fee we signed signed them for as well. And sometimes players like that are maybe, you know who he is, he is a, a League One job and player. Let's let's not forget that, despite his yeah. goal record. Is he maybe just better? being the sort of big fish in the small pond rather than coming in with this price tag. A lot of expectation, especially because, you know, which isn't his fault, Josh Madger had just left as well, so he desperately needed a goal scorer. I just don't think he maybe thrives on that. Like you mentioned his international career, Richard. You remember at the Euros when it was obviously the height of the meme of Will Grigg, that Will Mm -hmm. Grigg's on fire, When they were constantly singing that, despite him, actually, I don't think he he played a single minute at that tournament. But he looked uncomfortable with that as well. He didn't, because when they got home after the tournament, they had a bit of a homecoming thing for them and they brought all the players out. And I think they brought him out last because everyone was obviously singing that song. And he looked quite awkward with it as well. And you just, you piece all that together and it's like, is he someone who just likes to quietly go about his business he seems like a type of character especially when you see him on Roker beach just staring out at the sea which is, i'm not making that up that is a thing yeah. that people have seen <laughs> happening like so oh, fucking hell will your right. eyes but like you know if, maybe it's just if, not the right you know sometimes it's just not a good fit is it
2: yeah it's like you're you know um luciano the restaurant in town he would go there and if it was your birthday they'd stick a, a sombrero a big kind of it's not. Is it a sombrero? It's a big hat, and it would make a big song and dance, and there'd be sparklers, and everyone would sing. And there's people who love that, and there's people who don't love that. And Will Grigg is one of those people who who would rather the ground swallowed him up than enjoyed a a sombrero-filled birthday party.
1: He's weird <laughs> as 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 like uh, as a striker. Even when he scores like really important goals, like when he scored for Wigan against Man City, like a really well taken goal, and Wigan like not Guardiola out the cup. Like when he scored, he was like, he looked like he didn't want to celebrate, or like all these these like um, teammates like crowding around him. He just kind of looked like shocked. And every time he scored, mm. for Sunderland, he like he never celebrated. I mean, maybe I'm reading a bit too much into that. Maybe he doesn't really like the limelight. And unfortunately, well, let's be honest, he shouldn't uh, He shouldn't even be a Sunderland player. Like the manager didn't want him. Uh, and the only reason he's here is because. The owners wanted to make a big show of something, and obviously, it helps with the TV cameras being stuck on him. So, he's essentially, I mean, at points, he's maybe I'm making too many excuses for him, but he feels like a bit well, of a Well, he been guy. Shit at
0: the same time. Like, let's
1: not ignore yeah. that. He, he, he was,
0: despite it managers not playing to his strengths, he did miss open goals. He, he was yeah. poor. How, how, how many goals in total? Like five, I think, maybe? Like yeah, it's yeah, certainly less like than that. ten. He never hit double figures. And eight, maybe. Right, okay. But even that, like, come on. That's not what we expected. We expected it to come in that January and get, you know, yeah. more than that for that half of the season. So, when, yeah. When talk least, about the
2: price tag. You know, if it was three million rising to four, um, obviously, which it never will rise to four, but even if it was like a quarter of that, it would still not be the goal. Return would not have been enough. Yeah. No, um, and I don't think I'd, I'm not sure whether the price tag had anything to do with with how well Will Grigg played. I think I think you know you, you're both right in that. We're probably too big a move for him. Probably too big a club, you know, playing in a, in a stadium like like we do. Some people kind of rise to that, and some people find that intimidating. And unfortunately, his character meant
1: that he was one of the latter. Um,
2: it was also sorry. It was you also, can't do anything to change no. that, can you?
1: So it was also kind of a move that he wasn't expecting. It's like he wanted. It, it like he was in bed. Like he was famously in bed when he got the call. And it's like, oh, all right, okay, I'm going to Sunderland now. And it's like not mentally I mean, prepared for this at all. If
2: he had. If he had his Google News alerts on, he might have uh, been aware of the fact that Sunderland were chasing him for, for much of the, the transfer window, if not all of it. You know, <laughs> yeah, could have been he could have been at least with his shoes on rather than like sitting there with his pipe and slippers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think there is gonna be the idyllic return where this um rejuvenates his confidence and he, he comes back and he ends up playing for us again and, you know, gets fired. and I think this is very much the end. But at least, you know, we don't have to talk about because it seems like every like more anyway because it seems like every three or four weeks it's like well, is Greg going to get back in the team and, you know, maybe get firing me this is game for him? <laughs> at least we don't have to talk about that. Um, Elliot Embleton also a bit of a surprise move, followed him out on loan to Blackpool for the rest of the season, but did sign a new contract. So, obviously, a very different loan deal there. Um guess possibly quite a good move. He's going to get some experience at this level, which he obviously needs. He needs minutes. Um, I'm not as big a fan of him as, as some people are, but... This can only be a good thing. There's no, you know, unless he ends up, like, firing Blackpool up the league and they <laughs> pip us to that sixth playoff place, which, you know, would be a very similar thing to happen. Um, but this can only work out well. If nothing else, we're protecting the asset, aren't we, that he signed a new deal, that we're not going to lose him for nothing, as yeah. we mentioned Josh Madger before, that, you know, we did with him. So he's going to get some experience at the level he'd be playing at anyway. And, you know, hopefully he comes back a little bit... i i I don't know how to put it not a little bit sharp because he does look sharp but a little bit a little bit more streetwise a little bit more just that little bit more cutting edge decisiveness actually is is probably the word i'm looking for because it's just not bar a game or two here and there it's not he's not quite shown the promise that we've seen on loan spells or in the england youths has he and he, he a move like this should hopefully work out well for him
1: yeah, it's like, uh, it's. I think it's in my head, it's like, go on lad, what can you do? See what you can do. And it's like, I think a Blackpool's not a bad, I mean, I don't know what the expectations are at Blackpool, but I don't think their board or their supporters are like, aiming at promotion. I know every team ideally wants to get promoted, whereas at Sunderland, we have to get promoted. That's the the main thing. So maybe at a team like Blackpool, he's going to play, well hopefully he'll play every week and then there's not as much do or die kind of um, thing with every game so hopefully you know he you know does his time in blackpool and hopefully we get when he comes back he'll be something he's gone to prison
0: <laughs> He does his time in blackpool <laughs> well
1: you ever been to blackpool <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it's, it's a bit more like people who have already done their time, yeah, actually I would say yeah. Tom <laughs> not doing their time currently. Um, yeah, but yeah, hopefully it works it works mm. out well. Um let's get on to the first of two MK Dons games. 3 0 win in the Papa John's trophy. We move into the semi-finals, an own goal after a cross from Jack Diamond, an Aiden McGeady edge of the box effort, and yet another goal for Charlie Wyke fire us into the next round um not the not a classic game and not a amazing performance but i thought what was quite pleasing with this one lads was we were quite in control of it mk dons didn't have any huge chances but when led bitter and McGee came on we really got control of that game and it, the fact that they didn't start but the likes of lyndon gooch Luke O'Neill, Jordan Jones, who's just came in, even Aidan O'Brien. The fact that they're starting and that's what we have on the bench. I know this is a cup game, but we're going to be doing that kind of thing over the coming weeks, aren't we? After the January window with more players coming back to fitness. The fact that our depth of squad really helped gain more control of the game and helped us see it out. Made me feel quite positive for the rest of the season. I don't know about anyone else.
2: No, I agree with the the squad I think I, I said I said last week I think our squad size and the depth of it is going to be a deciding factor maybe not getting automatic promotion because I'm, I'm I'm not confident um that said it's a shit league and <laughs> there's every chance of us doing it but certainly getting towards promo- uh, the playoff spots and, and staying in there having a having a strong squad and adding the likes of Jordan Jones and and Bogans from, from Southampton is, is just just something different and having having options in, in positions where we've previously not had options or d- certainly decent options. Um so so yeah, I think it's gonna be we're we're gonna be the the team to look at in terms of of staying strong um and, and hopefully the strength of the the squad means that if we do get any injuries we we can we can fill those places with kind of like for like quality. Maybe, yeah. maybe the maybe the other teams in, in and around us won't won't have that that, that look. Well,
0: one, one team to look at on on that one at the minute, if you want to compare it to another team in the league, would be Akron and Stanley, who are level on points with us at the minute, but have played two games less. Now, they're a team who, right, I I, I couldn't actually, off the top of my head, name any Accrington Stanley players, but they're not going to have the depth that we do. Oxford, who are in really good form at the minute and who are three points behind us, they're not going to have the depth crew, who've just came from League 2, level on points with us. Um, They've actually played three games more than us, to be fair, but they're not going to have that level of depth. They're not going to have those experienced, high-quality players like Aidan McGeady and Grant Ledbitter bring on. And it does actually make you wonder to an extent, actually. We have been quite injury-ravaged this season. And I know we've been poor anyway, but maybe if, you know, Luke O'Neill being out for as long as he has, similar with Lyndon Gooch has been out a couple of times. If it wasn't for that, would we be even just like, you know, three, six points maybe better off, which at the minute with how tight it is would make a huge difference.
1: Yeah, I mean, like that's been the thing about this season we we have complained a lot about how poor it's been or how poor the matches have been but we're not we're not losing that's the thing and you had a fully fully um fit squad for a bit of time between like november december time then a couple of those draws turn into wins and then yeah you are top. well we would be top two like maybe top um uh, and yeah, I mean the thing we're doing or like it feels like now the the state of the squad is kind of leveling out, so we've got far more options than we did say around Christmas time when we just or like in early January when we just had like uh, players like Mitchell Curry and um, that lad Younger on the bench who would not normally be near the team if all these players are back. So it's it is a bit more positive. But every time we do we do start feeling a bit more positive. We have a game like. Gillingham or (laughs) ASC Wimbledon or Plymouth or something like that so let's not get too excited
0: i guess yeah um 90 minutes as you mentioned for lyndon gooch and luke nine and <laughs> bless luke or nine gets a game starting in midfield and gets moved to left back after about 20 minutes because <laughs> of an nice. injury callum mcfadzian but i think for him it was essentially a bit of a pre-season game just minutes in the legs but yeah, yeah. him and him and scowan as midfield too look quite good um a lot of energy there and scowan was seeming to be benefiting from that so that's potentially an interesting one um when we look ahead to team selection in the second half of the pod um but also i think worth uh, pulling out for a bit of praise is dan neal who came on as a sub took him a while to get into it and again led bitter coming on really helped him but he showed some real quality touches and, and his passing was quite good and we haven't been able to take a good look at him for a while but there's another option as well. Um, I know centre midfield's where we've got quite a few bodies, but you know, would would anyone be maybe tempted to to get him in and around
1: the matchday squad now? Well, I mean, he's all I've heard about since that game against Harrogate. So, I mean, again, I don't know that much about him, and like, I'm only going off like the Milton Keynes game the other night, and yes, he was very good, but. You could throw him in, but he's not going to get thrown in because um, Johnson likes Schoen, so he's never going to get dropped. Um, and then it's, you know, pick whoever you like, really, since all our midfielders play it right back now. So <laughs> eventually we're going to have to put one of them in, in actually in midfield alongside Schoen. But no, it is, it is, um, it is like encouraging that the youngsters are still playing. I'm looking forward to us selling him to Leeds for 100 grand, like <laughs> in about three months' time.
0: oh god flashbacks to
1: to, well to see that jordan hugel scored like five the other night yeah Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. great Great. (laughs) you're gonna trigger
0: chris weatherspoon there he's just gonna end up appearing in this google meets
1: chat oh look he wants to join (laughs) the chat now sorry (laughs) (laughs) he's coming up (laughs) no no, don't want that no no, Um, no no it
0: was a debut for for jones as well we touched on him um he played around about an hour um i thought he started quite brightly he made some good runs especially one that he made to the centre of midfield where he took on a couple we've heard quite a lot about his pace but I don't know what anyone else thought. I thought he looked quite powerful carrying the ball as well he, he did fade a little bit but he's, he's not played much football um so I think that's to be expected but I thought he showed flashes about showed flashes around like how useful he could prove to be for us
2: yeah he's got he's got to show that he can make the step up from, from the Scottish Premier League to, to <laughs> League One <Ooh>. um, <laughs> you have to, have to get
1: that to, in get well, that in yeah, early yeah
2: after at least one, one per episode and twice a day on the group chat <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> great um, yeah. it'll be
0: interesting to see if he, if he gets chucked in to the starting lineup
1: this weekend though perhaps yeah, yeah. Uh, well I'm imagining I'm expecting him to start probably who who in place of though? Um, I'm trying to think, diamond or like? like, well, we'll 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 jump ahead to well,
0: we'll go to a quick break in a second. Just, and, just and before and then...
1: just before we uh, we move on, it's just like not only was that a good, it's a good solid win, but the state of the pitch and the conditions we were playing in on on Tuesday. Tuesday, that's it's good to just get out of that with a with a win, and also it's like. Kinda want to win this trophy now, since we're at the semi-finals and oh, absolutely! In the the EFL Weekender, which um, yes. I'm very much so looking forward to, that. to. That's why that's what why sh- I didn't
0: want to go to a break just yet, Tom. Kostin. My God. word announced today um the double header what a weekend saturday the 13th and 14th of march is going to be because on saturday the 13th we've got the 2020 final of Portsmouth versus salford city and saturday the 14th will be the final the 2021 final which will be either ourselves tranmere oxford lincoln a combination of ...of the four, they're the three teams who stand in our way. What a feast of football (laughs) that weekend, lads. Come on. Are we not already counting down the days?
1: Well, since the zoos are open on Monday, I'm thinking hopefully by mid-March the pubs could be back open. I mean, just camp in your nearest Irish bar all weekend and just make sure it's like, oh God, just a feast of lower league football. And it's yeah. going to be fantastic. When Brett Pittman well, hands us that trophy after Portsmouth won <laughs> it the day before, oh, yeah. it's going to be so exciting.
2: Just while you try to explain to a, to an Austrian barman how to, uh, how to select the third or fourth Sky Sports channel. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: There's probably like some Austrian, like <laughs> a major Austrian derby button. going on at the same yeah. time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well that is something to look forward to it's going to be very typical we're going to get the final we're going to win no one's going to be there like i was hoping like even though this would be optimistic like it'll be played in may and then maybe some fans could go i know that was even a pipe dream but the fact that we're going to potentially get to play an empty an empty Wembley Stadium is utterly fantastic <laughs> it's going <to> be great. <laughs> um, oh but actually one more thing as well and i think richard you've you've mentioned this is the 2020 final is being called the Papa John's Trophy, but it should oh, be yeah. the Leeson.com trophy. Like, yeah. are, the, are the Leeson.com yeah, yeah. lads not absolutely fuming about this? Surely? Yeah.
2: Well, the, the, are they going to have to strip the Brandon out on the Saturday and move every all the Leeson.com Brandon out and bring more pizzas in <laughs> for, for the Sunday, or are they going to call both the Papa John's Trophy? And Papa John's are getting it two finals for the price of one. They're going to be... Which is right up Papa John's Street, knowing the deals in the midweek.
1: Yes. 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 Someone
0: like put a flyer through their door. (laughs) Get two (laughs) EFL trophy finals for the price of one. Eligible at 3pm on Saturday the 13th of March and Sunday the 14th of March only. That's your small print there. Well,
1: if if they don't they're missing a trick, really. (laughs) Sticking it to leasing.com. Have that have that exactly right we're
0: gonna go to a quick break when we come back we're gonna look ahead to playing yet mk dons yet again hi this is Kieran grady and you're listening to the wise men say podcast welcome back to the wise men say it podcast before we look ahead to the league game against mk dons we just like to remind you to go to from and use that discount code wms10 you know we mentioned danny graham's clothing brand and how that could make you look sexy for a potential <laughs> suitor some from the terraces gear can do the same if you're going on a date to a zoo soon get yourself a from the terraces gilet a jumper a, a long sleeve polo Shirt, whatever you think that person will be into the most, and you can save 10% by using the discount code WMS10 at checkout. Get a 10% off the basket, as Gareth always says. Um this weekend, lads, we yet again play MK Don's Cameron Jerome's Army, as you mentioned previously, Tom. Um they're currently 16th in the league. One interesting thing I noticed is they've got seven they've taken 17 points at home this season which is the same amount of points as we've taken <laughs> at home this season. Um we've played one game less but you know quite crap at home going off that if they've taken the same amount of points as we have and given our strong away form and the fact that we
1: just turned them over in midweek plenty of cause to be confident isn't there? Yeah, I mean it should be a win, and it's also <laughs> this is mightily depressing. But it's also my birthday on Saturday, so so <laughs> what more? What more could you want from a birthday week than two trips to Milton Keynes? In fact, that's why I'm quite happy this pandemic is on, because then I so I don't have to travel to Milton Keynes twice in a week to celebrate <laughs> my uh, my birthday. Uh, but yeah, we we should be winning this. It should be uh, we're really good at we're. Oddly, really, um, good away from home. We've just walloped them 3-0. So, I don't. See, if it's not a, a victory, I mean, it'll be completely predictable. So, it has to, you know, yeah. I have to win that.
2: I think if I, if I was involved at Sunderland in any, in uh-huh. any way, I'd be scratching my head about, well, probably scratching my head because I've got nits off Danny Green, but probably uh, scratching <laughs> my head about why the home form is so patchy, why it's been so terrible. Is, is it something to do? with the stadium you know, being so huge and obviously so noticeably empty compared to... Um, I was watching a match the other day and it it, was, it, it looked like the, the main stand of the team. I, was, I can't remember what it was. It was some kind of muggy muggy League One team. But <laughs> their, their main stand looked full because it had all the press in and all of the, right. the, the subs and everything. And it, lo- it didn't look full, but it looked certainly busier than mm. ours would look, um, which is obviously a 49,000 capacity stadium, which just looks gargantuan.
0: I guess there's still the sense. I think people have said is that, this previously, is that a but well, that, I, I think there's still the sense of occasion to an extent as well, isn't there? For you know, opposition players, you know, yeah. playing a competitive game in, in that ground is still something like Richard. You've played in like journal games at big stadiums, and truly, I know yeah. this is like a daft comparison, but it's going to make you, you know, you're going to puff your chest out a little bit and want to do like the best you can. It, it, and I know that's different because that's just a game of football in a stadium, and these footballs play in stadiums every week. But it's still it still must be a novelty, is the point I'm trying to make, isn't yeah. it? Yeah,
2: yeah. But the other sides haven't raised the game that much above above their kind of expected quality, have they? It's it's that we've been terrible. It's not because they've been amazing. True. Although saying that, Gillingham on Saturday, to give them a lot of credit, they've been they've been derided as some kind of long ball side, but I thought they were really good.
1: Like. In no, they were, being, they were. They were really. Yeah, they were
2: be, really good. Yeah, just been really competitive across the pitch, and they, they were kind of, they were combative. But you know, that's not a criticism, Matt. I, I, th- I just thought they were just a really strong League One side that that came up against a
1: side that weren't, weren't really equipped to deal with it. Yeah, I'd say Gillingham were probably the best team. Well, on on Saturday, they're the best team we've played all season. Well, either
0: them or MK Dons. Funnily enough, actually, when we <laughs> played them at home. Good. die
1: uh, but then you said about the big stadium. We are going to play in a big empty stadium. That's about thirty thousand. So yeah, put you put your theory to the test.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah actually, that's a, that's a good point. Didn't think of that. So maybe that's and, why MK Dons form so yeah, bad yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. Actually, as we mentioned there, though these were one of the better sides we've faced this season, especially in terms of how clinical they were and in terms of punishing us, like Cameron Jerome, like was excellent in that game uh, earlier in the season to be fair to him but Lee Johnson's got some selection headaches with this we were mentioning potentially Jordan Jones starting before Tom you said he'd he'd come in for Jack Diamond but then where does that leave Lyndon Gooch or Aidan McGeady because for me I would like to see Gooch and McGeady either side of of Charlie White he's probably going to stick with his weird 4-4-2 four four two that he tries to say isn't a four four two. He clearly wants to persist with that system. <laughs> so I don't know, would anyone else have, have Gooch and McGeady as as the wingers there or or would you prefer maybe Jones and McGeady, Jones and Gooch? What do we think?
2: Personally I'd go for Jones and Gooch. And I know it it's it'll be a controversial one with having you know, with how well McGee's played recently and how how good he was on Saturday especially. Um but I think just having a little bit of pace trickery and a little bit more of a direct approach to like kind of two classic wingers really um as opposed to to McGeady who who does who does tend to kind of slow down the play albeit showing tricks and you know uh, elements of brilliance but yeah just just having two kind of classic out and out wingers would I, I, i'd prefer to see that personally
0: mm, yeah
1: a good shout tom what do you think um well, I quite like Richard's argument on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's why he's a journalist. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> He reads But I like G- McGeady as well, though. This is the thing. I, I think McGeady will start, and I think Gooch will still be eased back, really. And I think jo- I think Jones, again, will get another... He will start, he'll get an hour or so. And, if he's, and then it's either McGeady or uh, Jones will come off after about an hour or so, and then Gooch will... I imagine will come on. And are we are we just basing this on the assumption that O'Brien's going to play with Wyke? Well, you would
0: presume so. That partnership maybe obviously wasn't great against Gillingham, but I wouldn't be. I'd, I'd be giving that another game or two at least as well. well like it, it has been working well. He clearly wants a front two as well. Yeah. So with Stewart not fully fit yet,
1: he's not fully. Fit. That, <laughs> he's he's no, got he's a hamstring, hamstring injury, apparently.
0: Although actually, Classic. to be fair, um, Lyndon Gooch, there's been rumblings with what Johnson's been the way he's talked about him, that he does maybe see him as as a striker as as much as a winger. So it could be Gooch and Wyke and then McGeady and Jones as well, perhaps, which would be. You know, if you're the opposition, looking at that, that's, that's quite a statement of intent, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because then if it makes sense as well, because then Gooch can he can either play as that second striker or drop back as a, um, like a central attacking midfielder. Then you have got three, like a three pronged attack there. Um, I don't know. So that was pretty quite exciting, really. I mean, yeah, exciting it would be harsh on O'Brien. Yeah, harsh on O'Brien, perhaps, but. You know Johnson does
0: like to rotate things. Yeah, he, he does like to tinker. He, he doesn't. See, he seems the opposite of Phil Parkinson, and who had his eleven and really stuck with that. I think Johnson is is going to be quite good at, now that we're getting a full fitness at using
1: the depth of that squad as well. But you and know also, the fact that we've got sorry, sorry, and also a game on Tuesday as well at Shrewsbury. So is that to yes, think about as well. Yeah, about seven games
0: in like. Fucking eight days or something coming up for us as well. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, especially now with the, the semi final as well. Um, Luke 09, would we have him in the starting lineup as well? Um, probably midfield. He seems to be quite keen on power um, at right back, despite some shaky performances recently. But, you know, him and, in him and scoring looks quite good for the brief period they got to play that uh, MK Don's Cup game together. Um and then you've got Lead I think Lead to come off the bench actually is quite a decent option because if you if you win in the game, he controls it really well for you. But even if you're chasing the game, his range of passing is quite good. I think he's he's often thought of as a defensive change when he comes on when he can actually be the opposite. So if we're gonna presume he's gonna start with scoring given he does like him, I think I'd rather see or nine alongside, and for for the energy as much as anything yeah. of them. Really. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I, I agree. I'd like that. Yeah, although we we would be having to sacrifice Carl Winchester, and as you know, we are very very lucky to have him. Wow. So you can tell Matt's not on the pod this week, can't you?
0: Because no one's <laughs> no one's arguing with Carl Winchester. Not no, I'm, starting, just, but... I'm just
1: doing the heavy lifting for him in his
0: absence. <laughs> <laughs> we do still have to emphasise though, Tom. You are correct. We are yeah. very, very very lucky, lucky to have, have Carl Winchester. Of course. Um, Billy Wright as well should hopefully be fit to to come back in alongside Jordan Willis. You presume if he is, that would be the centre half partnership. But a good chance to give um, Vaughn's his debut as well with McFadden going off injured uh, in midweek. He's been poor as well. So for me, I would have him straight in the starting lineup. I know he's inexperienced, but he's been brought here to play games. McFadden's been awful recently. He, he Simply can't be any worse, can he?
1: Oh, I'm quite, no, I'm quite uh, interested to see this. Um, what's it called? Voskins, Voskins? Voskins.
2: Sorry, yes, v- Vulkins.
1: <laughs> no, because <laughs> it is interesting. It is interesting when we get these Premier League sa- um, youngsters in. They can be. They can either go down like the Kaziah Sterling route and be completely anonymous, or like Dion. Sat- <laughs> oh, just before that, did you see him sign for Grenick Morton?
2: Yes, yes, they, be, great. have yeah. you seen
1: his unveiling? It's amazing. No, no. The uh, <laughs> I, for some reason I follow this Grennick Morton fan on Twitter just because he's funny, but he had a picture. So Kazari Sterling's at capolo or whatever the grounds called, and he's in the Grennick Morton shirt, and then he's holding in each hand the like other shirts, but all just on like coat hangers. Just any of Yes, it's wow. amazing. Look this. I'm
0: trying to look this up now. Um, Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, I'm I interested to see this. what this uh, Voskin's like because, like I said, with the Premier, like it's always weird when you get a Premier League, um, like loan youngster in who's always like highly touted at their academy, and then they can wait sink or swim when they come to somewhere like Sunderland. Yeah, and we've kind of hope it's going to be a Johnny Evans as opposed to a, yeah. a Kaziah Sterling. Yeah, and he's also or like Jake Clark Salter. Oh God.
2: <laughs> God, yeah. but it's like De-
1: Deion Sanderson's been quite um, <clears throat> pleasing to see how well he's I've, I think he's done quite well since he's been here and I'd like to think that if this Roskins has anything about him that or if he's living up to if he wants to play in the Premier League then he has to do something here I imagine so I hope hopefully yeah. he takes uh, gets a bit between his teeth and all that and he's quite good because we need a good left back because the one we've yeah. got at the moment is not very good
0: And yeah, we've got Denver Hume out for another, what, six weeks probably, so for me, for me Valkins Valkins comes straight in. I've just found that picture of Keziah Sterling as well. Um, I'll 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 send that in the group chat after so we can get that on <laughs> Twitter because that is absolutely hilarious. The fact that Greenwich Morton are also sponsored by Millions, the sweet really that. makes it That's even great. funnier as well. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I agree with you, though, Tom, on, on Sanderson as well. Um, if you want to rotate power out, I wouldn't be against seeing him come in at right-back. Um, I'd, de- I'd, you know, I'd
1: definitely do that. Like, stop, Stop with this weird experiment with power at right-back. Stop, you know stop trying to make it happen because we have a right back that we have on loan. Just play him. Yeah. He's here to play games yeah. as well. Like we've seen our Vulcans
0: as well. Like so Sanderson. I understood the reservations when we were a bit lighter at center half. So he didn't want to have three of our center half options on the pitch at once. I get that. But with Tom Flanagan back now behind that, like you've got a bit more scope to, to, Play Sanderson at right back, and it's just a bit more natural. If anything, power, yeah, he's good going forward; he can put a ball in. But defensively, he has looked uncomfortable. There's no getting away from that, is there?
2: Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think we should be using. I think we should be using the loan players that that we have um, a lot better. Yeah, it's it's for their benefit that they've come here, but obviously it's it's going to be for our benefit too. Yeah, you can you can you can tell that Sanderson has. Has quality about him. I'd rather see him in the team than out of the team. Because if he does go and have a decent career, it's <laughs> going to be really uncomfortable for us to look, look, but look on him and go, "Oh yeah, he was really good when he played five times for us in the in, a, in an entire season."
0: like yeah. um, you know when Leicester had that famous moment against Watford in the playoffs you know when they missed the penalty and Watford go up the yeah, opposite yeah, end yeah. and score and Leicester had Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy sat on the bench <laughs>
1: <laughs> amazing which just like the type of
0: thing we do so fair play really respect Leicester <laughs> for that um, got to mention this one for, for Mickey Loft's sake because he's not on here but uh, Remy Matthews did alright um, with what he had to do on Tuesday night so be interesting to see if he's rewarded <laughs> with that because he was fuming with Lee Burge on, on Saturday on his display and he was delighted to see Matthews um, showing a bit more promise so <laughs> I don't think uh, Lee Johnson will rotate the goalkeepers there I think Lee Burge will retain the number one spot for the league but hey maybe Remy Matthews will get his day out at Wembley if we keep progressing in the Papa John's Cup um, elsewhere in <laughs> League 1 I was looking at what are the fixtures we had and if we could advance anywhere um, one interesting one is Don Gasterova's are playing Oxford. Um Douglas have won the last four. Oxford are like a runaway train at the minute. They've won the last five in the league. And if Oxford, after they struggled so much this season, they could go level on points with us if they win and, and, and we lose. And they've actually played a game less than us this season. So a bit of pressure. Coming up on us there. Um, but we've also got Peter Brett taking on Crew, um, which if if Crew win and um and we win, we'll go above Peter Brett on goal difference. Um and Crew will sit Crew, who again were terrible when we played them, will stay level on points with us. Um, they have played three games more, but they could potentially leapfrog us in the league on come five o'clock on Saturday. But it just goes to show as much as anything of like us saying the season's written off, like it's, it, it's gone, we can't get promoted automatically. It's so tight in this division and it's such a mad division. You just need to it's put a bit of a run together, yeah, don't you?
2: Yeah. It's a shit division.
1: Yeah, that's, it is. That's okay. We, we say it's, we write it off because, like, we have higher standards than this division. No, it's true. <laughs> because you ex- you expect when you play this badly and don't win you expect the other teams to take advantage of that and they just don't yeah. so we like we by default we're like like eighth or higher it's like we never really sink much lower than that apart from when phil parkinson was in charge of course um yeah. but it's like yeah doncaster Don, Don could if they win their games in hand they're top by 5 points so yeah. then you look at hull hull are top
0: ...on on 48 points... They've, ...they've played a game more than us... Um, ...they played Gillingham I think on Friday night... ...yeah they yeah, played they... Gillingham on Friday night... ...we saw that Gillingham were quite handy... ...to be fair to them... ...Hull didn't really take advantage of us... Not ...like that was a pretty crap game from both sides... Yeah, I, ...I would yeah. say... ...when I mean, we played them not long ago... ...like... ...and they've got a bit of depth as well... ...to be fair haven't just came down from the championship... ...but eight points off top... ...at this stage of the season... I don't think is I think it's now, to be honest. No, it's not. The thing I don't trust is us to be consistent enough, don't get us <laughs> wrong, to to put that run of form together. But just keep in touch and distance with, you know, five, six games to go, and I don't think you can write off
1: automatic promotion. It's just if we can actually be consistent. If we could put a run yeah. together, yeah, we should we should easily get automatically promoted. It's like the the teams you mentioned, well we've got them coming up. We've got well crew especially springs to mind. We've got them in a couple of weeks. So and then like crew aren't gonna be there till at the end of the season, they're gonna fall away at some point when everything starts evening itself out. You so yeah, and it's you just said like this
2: about Wickham last season, didn't we? Well they cheated at the end. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. They just <laughs> cheated. They but but
0: their form, their, the their form did drop yeah, like, yeah, their form did drop. Like they weren't yeah, as though. good from you know around the time we played them and we absolutely turned them over like they did get quite lucky. I don't know. Maybe they would have, like, levelled out later in the season. They obviously had a good team spirit there. But, yeah, I agree, Tom. I don't think the likes of Crew, Accrington, Charlton might improve a little bit because they've been quite poor recently. But, you know, Portsmouth are only four points ahead of us and same games played. But they've lost twice recently despite, like, quite a few wins. And obviously they beat us. But, I don't know. I don't think you can write anything off or or write anything on I imag- yeah
1: I imagine it will be the same faces come the end of the season like ourselves, Portsmouth Peterborough, Oxford especially Charlton will be there or thereabouts and it's I don't know, I'm not, in fairness I don't watch that much of Lincoln but if we put four past them there's something up there so I don't know yeah. if they're going to last the pace or if they're just like this season's Wickham that let's not forget, had Wick, had the season not ended, Wickham would have ended like eighth, ninth, tenth. Yeah. They they were just free yeah. falling, so I don't know. I mean like like you said, there's plenty of time to go and eight points at this stage is easily catch upable.
0: Absolutely. I, I've got I've got no doubt we'll finish top six, to be honest. I think even if you just quite with the points you've got already on the board, even if you just quite stop start like we are, like You know, if you do the two wins, draw, couple of wins, lose. Do you know what I mean? Which is kind of what we do. Although we don't really lose, many, to be fair. But you you take my point. I think we'll keep doing that at worst. And then, you know, hey, playoffs. You never know. But will this be the start of us putting a run together this weekend, lads? What are we saying for score predictions at Stadium MK?
2: I'm going to go with 4-0. Wow.
0: (laughs) One better than Tuesday night. (laughs) (laughs) Any basis Without for that,
2: Richard? No, none no, at no. all. Just that we, we <laughs> might have a fearsome look in front for. <laughs> let's, Rick, let's looking let's front four. A dashing looking front four.
0: Back for.
1: the boys. Oh, oh. <laughs> well,
0: Richard's gone in confident, Tom. He's not really left you anywhere to go. Has he? No. Or has he
1: actually? I, I can't go funny and I can't go sensible here. So I'm like kind of yeah. stuck. All right, we'll lose 3 0.
0: Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that's Aww. still that's still quite f- funny and and not sensible. Um, well, I'll go for the ideologically correct score of one ex- ex- one. Excellent! Then, as well. Excellent. Or oh, maybe it's becoming two two. Maybe that's um, maybe that's the real quiz. That's a now. sexy ideological result. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, that's the that's the ideological result after you've been to the zoo at night. I would All say. Right. <laughs> well we'll see if that is the case Uh, me and Matt will be back on Saturday to react to whatever score it's going to be at MK, Stadium MK hopefully it's going to be three points and then Gareth and Stephen will be back on Monday to look over that one in a bit more detail but as ever thank you very much for listening (laughs)